All right, jabronis, we're back. Back here in the LPDS studio. I was going to say Site Bravo. I'm so used to saying that now based on so many episodes I've even recording there. But we're back at the LPDS studio, the Resolute Desk, still here, looking sturdy, looking fine. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for showing up today, guys. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know when this is going to air. I, I've been recording a whole bunch of different episodes um, to kind of pile them up to, to prepare for uh, my trip coming up soon. So I think I mentioned this earlier, but I'll be going down to uh, the Virginia beach area for about four months for work. So uh, I'm going to be doing my episodes down there. Don't worry. I'm still going to be recording down there. I'll bring my shit down to the hotel. So it'll be a little, you know, trashy and second rate. Uh, but you know what? That's what we are here at the LPDS. So that's what we're going to deal with. But I did record a couple or, you know, ahead of time where I'm trying to anyway. So um, this is going to air whenever. Um, but I am recording this around the same time as a couple of current events I'll bring up now just, uh, just because they're easy to bitch about. So the debate, Absolute Circus Act, not going to get into specifics of it. It was completely embarrassing to say the least. And anybody who is sit there, sitting there actually believing that, oh, my guy won or my, you know, the guy who I want to vote for won and this person won and that. Nobody won, okay? Everybody lost. If you think that, you clearly have a bias, which is fine. I'm biased about a lot of things too, particularly sports teams, as you can tell by my Giants shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, by the way, the Giants suck this year. They just lost again to the Rams. They're going to go 0-5 by the time this airs. Uh, I just I wanted to wear it, A, to show my support, and B, just so that somebody wearing a New York Giants gear is a winner. And everybody here at the LPDS is a winner. Um, we have a history of being awesome and, and good, so somebody's got to represent confidently sometimes. So I'm wearing that for, for that reason. But anyway, the debate, absolutely terrible. Anybody who believes otherwise obviously is biased, which is fine, uh, but identify that be you know take accountability for your bias okay moving on no more talking about the garbage debate i'm sure the future ones are going to be just as uh just as terrible but uh moving on over to the next current event uh, again we're staying in the political realm but we're really going to walk that fine line that on that tightrope of not getting political about these topics um but president trump got covid him and his wife found out uh, apparently a bunch of people on his campaign trail got it um, which is, you know, it's not good. Uh, the problem with all this is the people, the anti-Trumpers, the people that don't like him. Um, and I'm not identifying where I am with all this, but anybody who's wishing a human being death and they're happy that he got it or they're high horsing him right now with the whole, oh, we should have wore a mask. You should have taken this seriously and blah, blah, blah. Anybody doing that especially on social media where you're hiding behind your, your keyboards, you're doing the text message, tough guy thing again, like, fuck you. All right. Sorry, Terrence. I know family show, but like, who do you people think you are that you can just wish death upon somebody for getting sick? Like, 
give me a break. If that, if you're doing that, and I we know who you are, uh, you could think you're better than that person, but you're not. Okay, you're sitting there hiding, thinking you're cool and tough, and oh, I wish he died. I'm happy he got it, and should have done this and should have done that, and that's what you get for not taking this seriously. Well, shut up. Okay, spare us, please. All right, it's bad enough nobody wants to listen to your crap on social media anyway about all the other bullshit you post about, oh, I need a drink and all the drama and sympathy you're looking for. And now this, like, do us all a favor, shut up, defriend yourself, get off social media. Nobody wants you there. Next topic. Speaking of social media, has anybody else been getting every time they log into the book or Instagram or really anything, the first thing that pops up is make sure you go vote. Am I the only one? I'm talking to myself here. I don't Who's over here? Nobody. Sorry, folks. I, I'm losing my mind already. We're two minutes into this damn thing. But I'm already sick and tired of that. We got the commercials on TV now with the celebrities. They're hitting you up on social media and on TV with go vote. I'm, I'm a rich, big-time celebrity cool guy, and I vote, so therefore you have to vote. It's your responsibility to go out there and vote and rock it and kill it and be awesome like me and vote if you vote for my guy, like there's always that little spin to it, but then social media is just pouring it on with register to vote, go this, vote this, do that. The NFL had this stupid commercial recently. I just saw this today where they're like the whole 60% because 60% of the population of eligible voters last year voted. So they're like, Oh yeah, I guess I can only coach 60% of the games or I'm going to only play 60% of the downs this year. And then the one guy's like, Last year, only 60% of the people voted. We can't have That's not going to get it done. Well, first of all, NFL guy reading off the script, it did get it done. And it gets it done every election. We never have full turnout. In fact, 60% is the most we've had in quite some time. I believe it's usually way lower. Don't quote me on the numbers. I don't have my producer pistol here to verify my numbers for me today. So that's first of all. Second of all, don't tell me to go vote. Like, there's been zero education on how you should vote or what you should look for when you vote for somebody or anything related to that whatsoever. It's just get out there and vote for my guy, and then you'll be cool. If you don't, you're a loser, and we're going we're gonna to – text message tough guy you on the book again like we do for everybody else that we don't like. There's been zero education on, hey, here's what the president actually does. So when you vote for president, this is what you can expect back as far as what they can, what they can and can't do powers-wise, making laws and all that stuff. Here's what the Senate and Congress does. Here's when you can vote for them. Here's the powers that they have. So when you vote, this is what you should be thinking about when you vote for these guys. Or you got city council, mayors, governors, local officials like that that you vote for. Here's what they can do. Here's when their elections are. Educate yourself, then go out and vote when the time is right to vote for what means something to you. This whole blind peer pressure bullshit with the celebrities and the social media of just, just go vote. It's time to vote. Like, it's so tired. It's every four years. We, every four years, we, only when the, when the presidents uh, are, are up for uh, re-election or election. 
It's never any other time. It's now every four years. It's just this time because it's popular. Everyone thinks that the president is the be all end all. And nobody gives a shit about any other politician that they may or may not be voting for and what they can or can't do for you personally or your city or state or anything like that. There's no education on that whatsoever. It's just, I'm going to bully you into voting. I'm going to make you feel bad if you don't, because I know the more, the more votes we get from the sheep, the more we're going to be able to wield our power in the long run. That's really all it's all about. And we could go down the tinfoil hat route like I, I love to do, but I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't, have, I don't have that much time to talk about all that crap. But if you're going to vote, good. Like, you definitely should go out and vote for any election, any time. But please, know what you're voting for. Know who you're voting for. Know why it means something to you. Educate yourself, people. Don't listen to the idiots out there, the celebrity idiots and the NFL idiots who are reading from a script. Don't forget they're all actors, not so much the NFL jabronis. You can actually tell that they're just reading and they're not, they don't care about it. But the other actors, the celebrities in Hollywood, they're actors. They are very good at that. They can make it look like they care about you and they want you to get out there and blah, blah, blah. They're still reading from a script, guys. All right? Educate yourselves. Think for yourselves. Remember, I always go back to that. Use your own brain. Critically think about stuff like this before you go out and make decisions like voting for, for your leader, whether it be on the federal side with the president or your local leadership educate yourself make make a decision based on that and not based on what they tell the sheep to do all right and that's all i got to say about that now moving on into better things nick cage step into the cage okay let's run Okay, today's cage fact. I wrote chicken scratch. I'm not going to be able to read this. Today's cage fact is sponsored by Seth's Elite Gamer Glasses. Glasses that not only block out the blue light from your computer screen, but they also come equipped with the patented Seth strap that keeps your glasses fastened around your head so that they won't fall off your noggin when you're in a heated game of Call of Duty in the basement of your parents' house. To get your first pair today, visit www.setsspectacles.com forward slash alpha nerd to get 5% off your first pair. I don't play games, video games anyway. I, I play N64 still. I don't use the glasses. Uh, I should probably because I'm going blind now. Um, but if I'm going to use them, I'm going to go with sets because those games get heated. You're bobbing and weaving playing world of warcraft on the computer doing your thing yelling at your mom to get you more sprite or seven up or mountain dew what have you so i get it it gets heated you want to have that strap and seth's got the patent he's got the copyright it's the best thing since you know rec specs i guess rec specs were old school by the way kids used to wear that when they would play soccer or football or basketball or pretty much any sport. I can, I can just name them all individually, <laughs> but uh, these are the new rec specs folks. So go check them out. Um, all right. Today's cage fact. So we talked briefly uh, 
the last time I was with my brother at Bravo during the Rocky Four episode, um, we brought up a little bit of how Nick Cage was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Judge Reinhold. Um, so that was his actually his first credited film way back in the day. And the fact today has to do with that. So real quick one. In that first movie, he was not casted. He was not uh, credited as Nick Cage. He was credited as Nicholas Coppola, which I believe was the only time he was billed in the credits of a movie by his actual name, Coppola. Um, I don't exactly remember when he decided to make the switch, but we all know uh, he didn't want to live in the se- the shadow of the, the Coppola success and and he didn't want to be known as I'm only good because I'm a Coppola. So he made the decision to switch over. Uh, we talked about how he got the cage and now he's an Academy Award winner on his own right. One of the greatest actors of all time. And that's that. So that's the cage fact. There you go. All right. Going to talk about some, hold on. I got to adjust myself here in the chair for all you listeners. I'm squirming around in my chair here, but uh, the Junction today, we'll throw that logo up. For The Junction, I want to talk about something a little bit happier, more positive um, than the bullshit that we, I, can, I can talk about if we're going, you know, we're going to talk po- politics or anything like that. I want to deal with that shit. So um, I want to bring up, I want to talk about uh, this Barstool Pizza review that, that occurred earlier this week, I think, yeah, whenever this airs, this was, you know, end of September, beginning of October, this aired, this, this pizza review. So if you don't know, I'm a huge Barstool sports fan. I'm like a nut job about it. I'm obsessed with them. I'm trying to get hired by them eventually to do something. I'll, I'll clean their toilets if the, if the money's right. Um, want to be part of the team. But I watch all their shit, almost all their shit anyway. Um, and one of them being the uh, pizza reviews that the founder Dave Portnoy does. So he's been going around for several years now, bouncing around to a lot of pizza joints, mostly in New York, but he bounces all over the place, gives pizza reviews. And it's gotten so popular that his review like helps make or break a pizza joint wherever he goes. It holds that much weight. If you watched him even give the frozen pizza reviews uh, back during the, the quarantine um, from his apartment like it was, he was showing how, you know, businesses would, would send him back. Like, Hey, we had to close down because we got so many orders after your review. It's been great for our business. So we had a, we ran out of pizzas. So uh, that's the kind of clout. That's the kind of pull he has in these pizza reviews. So fast forward to present day, he does a review this week that he just released in New York. And it's, it was a wild one. Okay. So the guest, he always he usually has guests, not usually, but sometimes he has celebrity guests on. And this one was John Bon Jovi of Bon Jovi, the band. Absolute rock star, both literally and figuratively. Um, he's a giant hit. He's, he's a real power player. I don't know how else to describe John Bon Jovi, especially in the Northeast, in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, he's, an, he's as big as you can get. Sinatra size, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, that's, you know, he's the tops there. So there's incredible enough just to get him on to do this guest spot, this guest review. Then as he's, as he's waiting, he gets this guy 
this he looked like a little kid not a little kid he was actually super tall but this kid comes up and it starts talking about oh yeah i'm a big fan i can't believe i caught you guys here uh i was just walking in, you know to the a-team or whatever and super huge fan of you portnoy and love your work and the camera guy frankie goes oh he sounds like greg from succession succession is a is a show on i don't know hbo amazon prime i don't know what it's on i haven't watched it yet i heard it's good but he's like, yeah, you sound like this guy Greg from this TV show. And Portnoy's like, oh, yeah, you do. I love that show. It's a great show. You sound just like him. And the kid pulls his mask off and he goes, oh, actually, I am. I am Greg. I'm just a big fan of yours, Dave. So I decided to stop by. So this kid was not going to tell him at all that he was a famous uh, sort of A-list actor. He's a, he's a big timer. Didn't tell him at all. He was just, he was just a fan of the, of the reviews and he wanted to enjoy it, take it all in. So now we got this guy coming in. They're going back and forth and talking. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Bon Jovi's entourage rolls up down the sh- on the street and they cut to him. As soon as he walks out, he gets out of the car. You get the immediate shit talking back and forth between Portnoy and Bon Jovi. Like, nothing I've ever seen before. It's, it was so classic new york boston northeast like kind of situation you got these these big timers these absolute heavy hitters coming in and they just start going at it shit talking back and forth joking smoking a joking and going back having a good time and just when you think it was it was gonna you know level off and calm down dave gets the pizza he goes brings it to them they start talking about it they they take they take their bites and how you doing then Bon Jovi's son comes out of nowhere with some wine that he makes. Homemade wine that Bon Jovi's son, some rosé. And you think you're just going to talk about it and they're going to be like, oh, good wine. You know, go check it out. It's, it's Bon Jovi's kid's wine, whatever the name of it was. Bon Jovi does a, the most Bon Jovi thing you could do. And he just he does like a snap. And w- within seconds from behind the camera comes... This guy, I don't know where he came from. I don't know what restaurant. I don't know if it was the pizza joint or some other place. Comes out of nowhere with cups so that everyone on the street can try this damn wine. It wasn't part of his entourage either. It was just some guy. It was not part of the Bon Jovi entourage. He just snapped his finger, and that, that's just how it, how it is when you're on, on that high level. When you're in the ivory tower like that in that universe – a snap of the finger literally gets you whatever you want. And he got cuffs. Next thing you know, you got Portnoy, Greg from Succession, who also, by the way, was, spoiler, he was a bad guy in the movie Neighborhood Watch with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. You should go check that out. That's a really funny movie. Very underrated. Jonah Hill's in it too. Uh, but he's in that one. Um, so now you got Portnoy, Greg the Egg, and John Bon fucking Jovi crushing homemade wine and eating pizza right there on the street in New York. It was an incredible scene. Incredible. And it made me, it made me think, you know, and I, you go back to all the other pizza reviews that he has, even when he doesn't have guests, it's not, or he just has randoms coming in and talking to him and stuff. It, it reminded me of something of this bigger takeaway because you got in this particular one, you got three guys from completely different backgrounds 
and status levels and and points of view. You know, you got John Bon Jovi is, is a superhero rock star, superstar. I don't know why I said superhero, but whatever. Superstar rock star guy, Jersey born. You got Portnoy, sports guy, Boston native. And then you got Greg the Egg, Hollywood type. Not sure where he's from, but Hollywood type. Coming together, different backgrounds, and they share the one common love in this particular instance. It was pizza. And they could put, they didn't even mention any sort of current events going on or stoke the flames of any uh, potentially chaotic situations or conversation pieces like politics, excuse me, like politics or religion or anything like that. They, they had a, a common ground, a common love for pizza, and they brought it, that brought them together. They all shared that love of the pizza reviews and eating and trying new pizza in New York. And that made me think of, like, and this goes back to the other reviews too, even with strangers that are not celebrities, they all come in, you have no idea where they're coming from, but they all know one thing, like, we like pizza, Dave likes pizza. We're going we're gonna to have a good time and share this commonality and be happy about it. So instead of, you know, they, they, they chose to be positive and happy and talk about and share something joyous, if you will, as opposed to digging their heels into their political stances or whatever the chaos of current events are going on right now. And it just made me think, you know, we find ourselves in, in positions similar to this every day. No, I'm not talking about a camera guy following us on celebrity guest pizza reviews. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in, everyday interactions with other people you work with, people you know, your family members, even people you don't know, people on the streets. And, and, at that point, when you start those interactions, you choose. We, you both make a choice on whether you're going to have that back and forth fighting, verbally slapping each other with bullshit political talk and hating on each other and talking negative. Or if it's going to be about something, you know, a common hobby or passion or something you both can bitch about collectively uh, as a team, if you will. I, I just spoke to my, my mother, Crazy Cow, earlier, and we told me bitch about the Giants. We're Giants fans, and we hate them collectively, and we can share that together, and we didn't have to talk about anything that we, we have different opinions on and cause, you know, infighting. We chose a common ground, which was bitching about the Giants. But we have that choice. We had that choice. We chose that. And even when someone comes at you with, hey, did you see the debates? What do you think about that? You still, right there in that moment, have that choice to engage negatively or find a way to make, it, make a positive outcome out of that. And I'm not saying that's easy. That's not, that's not easy one bit. And it's especially... Uh, harder, more difficult to do when you're in person with someone on the fly like that because emotions are running hot. Um, but we, I think we need to choose 
that positive over everything else more so than not. I think one of the problems that we're dealing with right now in this country as a whole is that we're not doing that. You know, the, the media is, is pumping chaos down our throats, waterboarding us with chaos, 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 negative shit, bullshit debates. Hate, hate these politicians. You better hate these politicians. The virus is killing everybody. You're a bastard if you don't follow the, uh, the instructions that your leaders are giving you. Well, they're, they're pumping it to create chaos and divisiveness and negative energy. And we're eating it up. And I think if we consciously step back and, and make the decision as often as we can to, to not engage in that, I feel like we would be so much happier and better off. The divisiveness would not be there. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to be fighting with our friends and family or anybody about who you're voting for or what religion you have or, or anything like that. What you feel about COVID, nothing. We still have that choice. We still have that ability to, to, to sit back and think about, hey, do I want to create an enemy or a friend here in this particular situation, even online? I know it's so easy to see somebody post something negative or something that you vehemently disagree with. Disagree with? I don't know what I said before. And you can still make that choice. It's actually easier online because you just don't type. You're not there. They're not looking at you expecting you to respond. So you just pull your fingers back from the keyboard or from your phone, and that's it. But we got to be able to, to consciously assess that situation, know you're in that situation, and make that choice to find a common ground to look forward to and to talk about. And I'm not saying you can't talk politics or controversial topics I'm not saying to hide, you know, you know, bury that and never talk about it because it's going to be create problems. No, I'm not saying that. But you got to know the, you got to read the room, know your audience. I know what I can and can't talk about with most of my friends and family without knowing it's going to, you know, start a, a little fighting or a back and forth. And sometimes that's fine. We go back and forth. I fight with my mother constantly about things. But in general, to, to be able to step back and know, I don't, want, you know, I don't want to create any more issues. We got a lot of shit going on, especially this year. I don't know what else that person is dealing with in their lives. They don't know what I'm dealing with in my life. So maybe to prevent them saying something regrettable or me saying something regrettable, let's find a common ground and, and, and find a way forward in that regard and, and make this interaction a good one, a positive one. And whether that's in person or online or anything like that, try to think about that. Try to have that internal conversation with yourself and, and see what happens. See how many fights you might have avoided or how many Facebook or Twitter tough guys you could have avoided or not engaged with by doing, it, by doing things that way, giving that a shot. Because let me tell you, that, that pizza review... And all the reviews and, and the things that, that Portnoy does and the Barstool guys do and what I think is one of, the, one of the things I think is so incredible about that organization is that they bring 
they have everybody from all walks of life in and out of there constantly doing content with them, guest spots on their podcast, getting hired by them. All different walks of life. And they make it work. Yeah, there's obviously drama going on, you know, every once in a while. And, and there is infighting and people leave and get fired or whatever. I, that's, that's normal. That's going to happen, obviously. But for, a, for an organization like that to be so, so popular and so controversial in itself, they're always pushing the envelope on controversy when it comes to jokes and, and blogs and things that they do and say and still be able to have that core ability to create that commonality, that common ground for people to enjoy, uh, you know, to, to bring them all together and then to have them be happy overall there. That's incredible. You're not, you don't find that a lot of places. So I go back to the pizza reviews where you got these guys of all different backgrounds and walks of life and opinions. And they found a way, they found a common passion and something that they all enjoy. And Portnoy does it constantly. Even when he's, you know, he's making jokes, him and Bon Jovi were going back and forth with the jokes. They still shared a, a, a positive, great experience together. In the midst of this current chaos going on, especially in New York, it's chaotic up there. With the mayor and the, and the governor going back and forth against each other, going against the, the presidential administration, dealing with the COVID stuff, the riots, the stampings, the, the, the increased crime. It's, it's a circus act up there right now. And these guys could have went in on each other immediately, but they chose not to. And yeah, maybe because they knew you're going to be on a pizza review, so cut the horse shit, whatever. They made it work. They did it. So maybe try to do that. That's what I'm getting at. Long story longer. Think about that in your daily lives and your non-famous, non-recorded, non-pizza review lives. What can I do or say when I interact with people that's going to that's going to create a common ground. It's going to make this a positive interaction. It's going to create a better day for me and for them too. Because like I said, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. You just don't. We don't live in their world and that's fine. But understanding that and, and knowing that these other people have lives and stressors and things they're dealing with that I can't comprehend right now. Let me, let me try to not to add to that. Let me try to make their day a little bit better. We have a good conversation. Even if it's something simple, they move on happier with their day, and so do I. Try to do that. That's, that's what I'm getting at here. Started with a pizza review and ended with some bullshit attempt at mentorship and guidance. So that's the junction for the day. That's that. Thanks for listening, guys. That's all I got. Appreciate your time. No, I know I didn't talk about child sex trafficking. There was another arrest in Houston. I think like 46 guys got arrested. They saved us a, a number of children. So that's good. Didn't get brought up in the media. Not going to talk about it anymore. Just going to constantly a little chirp, a little chirp in your, in your ears every once in a while that the thing is still going on. It's still a problem and we're, and people are working through it, but that's it. That's the only time I'm going to talk about it for today. I'll bring it up some other time, but thanks for listening. I love you guys. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but hopefully uh, things uh, are less chaotic whenever this does air or that, you know, things are, people are happier, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, thanks again. And, uh, you know, stay strong. And I was talking to your mother. I